What's going on, guys? My name's Josh Huggett, and welcome to the Vegucated Podcast, a show where I talk to activists from all around the world and we discuss pretty much anything vegan or animal rights related. So sit back, relax, while we take you on the audio experience of a lifetime and discuss pretty much anything plant based. Good, how are you? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey. What's it like on the other side of the pond? Uh, across the pond, it is, uh, today it was rainy, but it's been kind of hot. But I know you guys get a lot of heat, don't you? Yeah. yeah we're mid-winter at the moment, though, so I'm looking outside currently, yeah. and it's grey, windy, and rainy, which has been all yeah. And when you look out your window, there are 1,482 things that can kill you. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's why we have a really strong doors. Right. Yeah. yeah. The door industry is really booming here in Australia. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so you guys always had like Christmas Day for you guys is probably like about forty degrees. Un- yeah. Well that's forty Celsius, which is Right, yeah. yeah. We're the only we're the only country that is like, you know what, we're not <laughs> we're not gonna go with the the whole uh, metric system considering it relates to everything we're going to create random things like feet and inches and a mile as if anyone can convert all those and you drive on the wrong side of the road i i mean that i don't eh, i mean yeah yeah i'm going to give you that i think americans are arrogant as well i'll just say that but well, <laughs> i think it's safe to say safe to say 40 um, degrees is 104 fahrenheit right that's Christmas yeah, no, day. that's crazy that is crazy. I mean, I've I've known uh, a couple of people that not. I don't think I've ever known anyone that was a native Aussie, but I do know two people that moved there, um, and they never returned. They actually did not return. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, they did. It's not like they went missing or got killed. But are you sure we're really good at murdering uh, foreigners as well? I yeah, I think. Probably, but I mean, mainly Americans, right? <laughs> Anybody that gets in the way. Yeah, that works. I mean, I think Australians do have a sort of a reputation for being, you know, pretty tough ass people. You know? we, we try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough there, man. We, we have venomous stuff. It's like, in the state I live, it's like we have uh, three venomous snakes. Uh, not bad yeah i got rid of those i got rid of three of those this morning from the bathroom <laughs> probably yeah so uh and other than that let's see we we have two spiders that are two different toxins we have the black widow and then we have the uh, brown recluse which has a hematoxin and a neurotoxin so um but they're really that's so rare you know it's ridiculous it's kind of like sharks uh attacking people so yeah, it there's we Australia gets a lot of rap for being this incredibly dangerous place, right? However, I can't remember the last time I saw any of the things in the <laughs> top ten list. Yeah, it's 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 weird. I I mean, uh, I think yeah. we've got such a large variety of animals that can kill you, but we've also got so much fucking room here. I yeah, drove from one state to the other the, like the other day, and you've just got thousands and thousands and thousands of like kilometers or acres that are right. just 
there's nothing on them. Yeah. We've got yeah, lots I of room mean, to spread out the uh, dangerousness. Yeah, there's those weird sort of uh, ridiculous stereotypes, I think, that we make with all countries that we're just ignorant to, which is relatable to, to any type of uh, societal anything, I think, as we, we make these assumptions as if we know what the hell we're talking about, even though, yeah, you're like on the other side of the, and you're in the, you know, the, the you're below the equator and I'm above the equator, so way different. And our toilet flushes the opposite direction. That's true, yeah. Super cool. That, yeah, that's, that's the epitome of being an Australian. Yeah. I, mean, I was that's... over in America oh, a year ago, I think it was. I think it was about a year ago now. And it's pretty much just the same as here, really. Like, yeah, I would have... Where did you go? Where did you go? I was... I did New York, San Fran, LA, Vegas. Okay. All right. Did you have, did you have a favorite of those? I gotta ask. Um, San Fran. I yeah. Think. Okay. All right. Good. At least you didn't pick LA. I think LA. Nah, LA was just dirty, and a bunch of people yeah. running around trying to find YouTubers. New yeah. York was just there's just no trees. Like even in Central Park, you could still see all of the big, huge ass buildings. Yeah. San Francisco had lots of history. Yeah, like, and just like we glad got these electric bikes and rode around, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. And right. saw all the sights, and I could actually see water and, and escape. And then um, Vegas was—I don't like gambling, so I don't, there was nothing really there for me. Yeah, I've been there once, and it was—it's uh, murderously hot, and it's just mm-hmm. archery, and it's kind of lame. You know, it's just—it was just nothing at one point and someone was like hey if we build a bunch of stuff here people will come and waste money and whatever so it's it's pretty lame but if you come back to the states you should go to portland oregon because that is the vegan mecca of uh of our country i would say some people might argue that if americans heard me say that but it is i mean uh i have a good friend josh there who owns herbivore clothing Uh, oh yeah Okay, yeah. And uh, I've been friends with him uh, for quite some time. And I went there because I'm actually towards the East Coast. Remember, I'm towards New York City. So, um, But I flew there both in the summer of um, 2017. Or, yes, and then 16. And we always, you know, get coffee. And uh, he's done a lot for it. And he, you know, I'm, I'm 10 years. I've been a vegan 10 years. Um, but we'll get into that because you're going to have your own little introduction right. section. So yeah, we'll, yeah. whenever we, yeah. But I would go. I definitely go there, and it's. Um, I mean, they have a vegan mini mall, man. Oh wow, we have vegan supermarkets, but that's about as far as we get. That's still good. Yeah, I wondered. I kind of. I was curious actually to to talk about you. I don't know if you want to like save that and put that in your. In your show, you know what I mean? Or I don't know what you how you edit this. I've never actually done it. I don't really edit it. I find, like, I've listened to a lot of podcasts in my, like, leading up to starting my own. And right. my favorite ones to listen to were Raw. It was just, right. like, two people having a chat about, you know, some of them were more structured, like they were having a chat about a certain topic. Other ones right. were just them, like, if you listen to the Russell Brand podcast, Right, I have. there's nothing. There's no, right. You know, it's just them talking and having a good time and like 
you sure. actually learn from it. So I probably I'm probably going to start this right at the start with us awkwardly saying hello to each other, and then oh. we'll just at some point we can start <laughs> talking about veganism. Um, that, work, that works for me. I'd... But yeah, I'm also going to work on like a intro to start this one. Like I want to start getting my production quality a little bit more professional. Gotcha. So that I can, you know, rather than recording podcasts drunk at the pub, it's you know I can go. Yeah, no, I. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been, uh, you know, I, I with my podcast, I've, I'm moving it over, which I've just sort of transitioned, and now I'm working on the web page, and I'm redoing everything. So, kind of all of the shit that I have up there is going to be new, and I've got a new episode probably going to drop the first week of August, and my web page will be up, and all of that stuff. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, I I wrote all the intro music and everything to it and all that so i know and i think that who did you i'm gonna ask where did you did you make your logo or did you how'd you yeah i did my logo so i've done a whole bunch of shirt design like sold shirts made little like animal rights groups and movements and right right just like the first one i did which is my biggest one that took off i couldn't like i had no idea what the fuck i was doing i was a guy that had just turned vegan I was really, really angry. Um, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to start changing things. Like I was like, no, fuck this. Like I'm right. really argumentative, and like this is when people like I was switching over to Facebook. So I spent uh, a lot of my time on Tumblr, and that's okay. where I learned how to, you know, structure arguments, how to get through mm. your point without swearing and demeaning people, and you know, actually making people using more of a <laughs> philosophy stance on people rather than fuck you, don't eat yeah. me, you know? That's yeah. where I learned yeah. it. So I was, I saw how popular Facebook was becoming and, you know, it was just, you can't beat Facebook. It's the it's the mecca of um, communicating with people. So I was learning I, how to go through Facebook. Right. I mean, I would say I disagree uh, with it being the mecca, uh, for sure. I think that, it, I mean, they've gotten in so much trouble. They steal data. Oh, uh, yeah. It's fucked. Like, the whole... It's, it's, Everything it's an awful. Yeah. But we, you also can't argue the fact that 95% of people in the world are on Facebook that are allowed to be on Facebook. That's true. I hear birds in the background. I swear. Yeah, we got birds. You might hear the okay. dogs barking. No, I love it. I love that. Yeah, you might. I got, I have, all you'd hear from me is some cats, which are asleep. So. Ah, good. Well, you might hear, I've got rats on the other side of the wall. So you might hear them on their uh, running wheel. I've got two dogs in the lounge room which bark at everything. So, yeah, I uh, I had a bunch. I actually I also ran uh, like a reptile rescue here, oh, which cool. is that's that's pretty fucking Australian, right? Yeah, we love reptiles. <laughs> so yeah, so I got into that and uh, and I had I had so many dogs. It's just I've lost a lot of them, and I had uh, I rescued a cat that I had for fifteen years. It was like a dog, man. She was huge. <laughs> and, awesome and she's like the love of my life in fact it's like there's a lot of i'm always like i never know what this is totally like wow jay you're the train which which track you on but i'm always like what tattoo am i gonna get next and this is like i want to do this memorial piece for her on my leg um so but, i did that uh, recently we had a dog jack we had him for 12 years and when okay. he passed away like, we were all starting to get over it. He was our favorite. Like, he was such a boy. He just, we loved him to bits. And we just started getting over him passing away. And then the vet sent us, like, a, like a, like, I'm sorry for your dog dying card. 
and right. it came oh, right. in the mail. And they sent us this fucking paw print on it. And then uh, we were just crying again and we were inconsolable. Right. So my way of like sealing the deal was I just went and got that paw print tattooed on my um on my arm, so I'm good to go. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, I get the memorial. I've got to get one for my dog, my current dog Taz, but that's yeah. better work. I've just finished my leg, so I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a while for me and I, I I miss it and uh it's like I'm I'm working with uh my tattoo artist right now. He's hopefully drawn uh up this is like a different memorial piece that is actually going on my arm. Um so and so I'm just gonna, you know, you gotta look you gotta look for the space, you know, and it's like where am I putting this? Yeah, that kind of stuff. So mm. but um yeah, I don't know. Uh, so you've been vegan, I think you told me, like seven years, right? Yeah, about six and a half, seven years now myself. Uh-huh. Why don't you now take this time to introduce yeah. yourself to the millions that listen. Um, all, I think, I think I'm about to hit one episode with 100 listeners. So okay. you know, this is pretty influential. This, look, I don't, I'm not going to say it's going to change your life, but this <laughs> might change your life. There's a hundred people listening, and one of them's myself. So, okay, yeah, and then and then a view for me to make sure I didn't sound like an ass and too many, you know. Yeah, so that's two. Like, so you've got ninety-eight people out there. Ninety-eight. Wow, nine. that's crazy. I was. I did do an interview. I'll say this real quick. I so my podcast. If you you probably never listened to it because you're a terrible new vegan friend. You but... deleted all of the episodes. <laughs> you contacted me when all of the episodes were taken down. <laughs> You're like, hey, man, yeah, I've got a podcast. I've taken everything <laughs> off the website. I'm changing. Oh, okay. This yeah. is an act of faith. Have, have a, yeah, exactly. Like, have a listen to this, buddy. You'll never yeah. find Spend a I, You sent me a voice message you had an American <laughs> accent, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. We're going to talk to him. <laughs> oh, shit. That's what, you know what's really hilarious is I got to talk about, I love this. And I'm sure my fellow Americans will grunt at me, but come on. If you can't have fun ripping on yourself, what is the point of love? There's nothing more American than saying my fellow Americans. The, see right there. I love it. But exactly. My fellow Americans. Well, um, they think we don't have an accent. Isn't that hilarious? They're like, oh, yeah. I, just, I talk normal. Like they would think that like you, you like, you clearly have an accent. You're from Australia. Me? I'm just talking. This is just normal. I'm like, dude, that's an Amer- we have an American accent. They're like, no, nah, it's just English. I'm like, dude, English is like British people. You know, like the UK is like a big thing. People, that's the other thing, too. They think UK is all of England. I'm like, there's Scotland, UK, Northern Ireland. And they have like a different regions, have different accents. And people are like, what? I'm like, you have an American accent. And here we have the southern drawl that everybody knows about. You know what I mean? Kind yeah. of that. Yeah. Like from the south. And so, like, that's an accent. That's another thing, too. Even Americans against Americans will be like, northerners, sky the northern accent. And they were like, there's just a southern accent or like you're just normal. I'm like, dude, how arrogant is that? <laughs> like, you do. It's ridiculous that they're like we don't i'm like what it is we just have the shittiest accent like it's not good for the ladies <laughs> no, no. Yeah. one thing one thing i did hear though one thing i heard that's kind of interesting is it's like um i heard that it's much more difficult for say uh an english person or an australian person like yourself to do an american accent as it is for me 
to do like an Aussie. Oh, or, dude, a, I you know, cannot like, do an American accent to save my life. Even my yeah. brother, who's good at accents, can't do an American. Mm-hmm. He won't. He doesn't listen to the podcast, so I don't really care. But he cannot do an American accent, even though he says he can. It's hard. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard that. So, like, I've heard people like giving mad props to actors who are like, you know, Australian. What, does it offend you if I say Aussie? No, nah, not fast. I've got an English grandparent. I work in aged care with people from all different cultural backgrounds and accents. Is that is that acceptable? Yeah, I'll put up with it for now. It's only the first episode. Next time you come on, if you're still saying Arfi, then we might have an issue. But we'll work on it. Okay. What What would I do? I just just Australia. It's just Aussie. O Z Z I E Aussie. I get it. It's just it's just my accent that I that doesn't yeah, exist. Your non-existent <laughs> accent is uh, preventing you from the ability so, to say it properly. Say it properly. So what it what it actually is is me per- saying it as if it's an American saying the word the name Ozzy like Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, that's kind of that was closer. So you're an Ozzy to an extent. You it's re- you're really and, prolonging the R. It's just Oz. Okay. Oz- Ozzy. Ozzy. Or Josh. I don't know. I'm really good at answering to Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no, uh, my podcast, though, it was really not a whole lot. I didn't, I didn't really get into what I wanted to get into. It was like sort of more of just a placeholder of things to come. Um, but uh, though it's not vegan-centered, it's, uh, um, it definitely pops up all the time. Because uh, mine is kind of more, you know, my show is actually called Actual This. So I take like an actual thing in life that we, it could be a phrase from like the old English or something like that. And then I relate that back to life and how that conveys into your life, even if it's from the 14th century. And then I'll convey that sort of into something we're fucking up, say like a social injustice. Like for me, animal rights is a social injustice. Um so yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, but yeah, no, I'm I'm. My name's Jay Bretzman. I'm American. If you didn't know, uh, it's really hard to bread. tell that you're American. <laughs> I know. I was trying to. I was thinking. I was like, should I go into this with a, a, a an Australian accent? And I was like, no. I okay. pulled it off. I don't. I don't know that I, I probably could have, but I don't think I could have sustained it Ooh. for the period of time but um no uh so but about veganism um so yeah i became vegan uh a little over 10 years ago and before that i was i went vegetarian when i was 15 um so and a lot of people ask me like what was my kind of aha moment or what was my connection uh the vegetarian thing happened before I, I this is like I'm I'm much older than you. I know I sound like a yeah. Well, you just I'm, experienced. I'm, yeah, you're right. I but I'm I'm 39. Yeah, I'm 26. So, right, it's awesome. I have 26 tattooed on my wrist. So. It's a sign. I I swear to God, I'll send you a picture, man. I really do. 26 is my birthday, so it's like a weird number. It's like a cos. I I think it's like this weird unit. It's like a universe number for me that I see everywhere on clocks. It's like I can't figure it out. It's like an M Night movie, but um, that I can't figure out. Why are you leaving all these water 
bottles everywhere. But um, so uh, when I was 15, I was going through, um, well, first I should tell you, when I, growing up, my mom was always an animal lover. Like we always had rescue dogs and um, we had a rabbit. I had rats, which I, I love. They're so awesome and so intelligent. And uh, I had a bunch of reptiles growing up and uh, my mom always instilled in me like stick up for the underdog so like if I saw you know a kid I was sort of athletic growing up and I kind of was always built a little bit uh you know athletic so if I saw somebody ripping on or, or picking on or bullying a kid I was a step in there and and always be like leave them alone yeah. Yeah, just do the right thing and treat others you know how you want to be treated my mom raised me that way like big time and everyone's equal and everything else and she literally told me without any reason like literally at age five or something five or six she was like you can't eat veal or lamb or lobster and she had like this list <laughs> oh and it's not like we were like religious so i knew it was had nothing to do with some religious thing because uh, a lot of my uh friends were like catholic and they would or whatever and they would do things and i and i wasn't so um and then i my mom did explain to me she said you know these are baby animals and so i thought wow that's so wrong so yeah i've never consumed a lot of people think it's weird i've never had uh veal i've never tried lamb i've never had lobster i don't understand the lobster one i get veal i get lamb i've never had lobster. i think my mom, i don't know my fish my, but it just right. seems like a I weird one to throw in I think it's because my mom, my mom is very ethical. She, uh, she never really ate a bunch of meat and anyways, you know what I mean? And she gives so much even today, like, you know, these days I'm saying she's older, obviously she's retired and she does so much volunteer work for, uh, puppy mills and animal rights stuff. So it's kind of in, in my blood a little bit and, Though she's not vegan, uh, for an American of her age, I mean, she um, she eats a lot. She eats vegan-centered, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, for sure. And my mom does not eat any red meat. She doesn't eat pork. She doesn't, you know what I mean? So she, she eats a lot of what, uh, what, I, what I suggest to eat and stuff. And she has a lot of vegan cookbooks and so it's pretty cool, but I, anyways, lobster. I think the that was about how they yeah, do it. Yeah, I, I was mean, they thinking, throw, but it's probably about yeah. the cooking. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's about. I think for my mom, she knew that that happened to them, and uh, you know, so we didn't. You know, my mom really didn't like meat, so I didn't really have like a pension for her growing up. You know, I didn't. So, but when I was fifteen, when I was fifteen, I I went to the library. And I randomly stumbled upon a book that I have no name what it was. It wasn't really animal rights driven, but it was a, uh, it was this tiny little uh, hardbound book. But actually, it was like I don't know. It was at least fifteen years old. It was from like eighty two or something, and it was really about animal agriculture. It was not centered at making somebody veg or anything. But I all I remember and uh, is that uh, I was looking through it and I was reading about it and. Um, I remember seeing there was like it didn't have many photographs in it and I was reading it. I flipped a page and it's like seared into my brain. There was a black and white photo from like 1982 and it was a cow. Uh, it was a it was a it was a, a beef uh, cattle. That was uh, it was a cow that had been put into the knocking box, you know, before they they bolted yeah, yeah, yeah. their head. And, um, you know, there was nothing bloody in this book. They didn't show any of the slitting. They didn't show them being shackled. It was just this cow uh, sort of restrained in a knocking box before, um, 
before she was going to be bolted. And I, it was not a good photograph and it was small, but I remember like my empathy for it was so huge. Like her eyes and reading this description was more of like a technical manual. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? The cow like enters the thing and they, still, you know what I mean? And yeah, it was just kind of explaining it. And I was like, oh my God, this is atrocious. And like, I could see that this animal wanted to live even in this black and white photograph mm. that was like, and literally I went home that day. I continued to read the book, but I went downstairs and I just told my mother, I was like, I'm, I'm vegetarian. Like I just starting right now. I don't eat meat. Like tonight at dinner, I don't eat. Yeah. Meat. And luckily, lucky, lucky for me, my mom was super supportive. Um, she worked in healthcare most of her life. So she was able to ask some doctors back then, like, is it cool if my son doesn't eat meat? Blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, like I said, I played like a bunch of sports before I was got into the whole, like, I'm going to get tattooed and grow my hair long <laughs> and like skateboard and get into bands and shit. So, but before that I was really athletic and my mom was really supported. You know, she, she bought, uh, foods and she, I remember her buying me black bean burgers, which is something we can talk on too, man. It's like 10 years ago when I went vegan too, there was none of this. Oh shit. yeah. I don't think anybody. I remember even oh six God. and a half years ago. The only thing that we huh? could buy in the shop was we had these shitty, shitty chickpea burgers. And bless my mum, she <laughs> always tried to find them. She was always looking for like new vegan things, and you know. Um, but we would had these chickpea burgers, and you bought into them, bought into them, bit into them, and it was like buying into uh-huh. like biting into drywall, and they were so bad. But my mum yeah. bought them, so I always ate yeah. them because that was her way of like trying to you know look after me right like, oh sure. we had to but, like, I mean, drown well, them in gravy and then let them soak yeah. it up like a sponge Ugh. i can still taste them yeah. now and I'm, i have this <laughs> thing where i just i don't like chickpea burgers anymore yeah that's not that's not a huge i don't yeah that's something i wanted to ask you about at some point but um well, first off, I think we should just cheers and kudos to us both having amazingly strong and radical moms. That's yeah. awesome. Well, she so, was so my mom um, wasn't. She's on, she's just going. She's on it. She's pescatarian at the moment, which is okay, yeah. more than I thought my mom would ever do. So I went, when I right. first went vegetarian, she like they always tried to like help in a way because I think they kind of saw it coming. Like I was always like I used to spend all of my spare time either at the skate park or down at the river. So my parents live a two-minute walk away from a river, and I would spend all of my time down there, and I was always bringing home, like, yabbies, or I was bringing, like, I loved fishing for the pure fact that I could be that close to an animal. Like, I could hold... We, it's weird. I'm just, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we have a lot of similarities. Like, you skateboard, there's tattoos. I grew up, too, with my grandfather fishing. And it was for the same reasons. Like, we didn't, it was mainly catch and release. And it was really, like, I got to see these fish and see their eyes and, how, like, their scales mm. and all the stuff. Same thing. Um, so, I literally just go catch and release fishing down at the river. Purely, because I have uh-huh. a fascination with the ocean. Like, I started studying marine biology. But I let it go because mm-hmm. there's just no jobs. And we had to do heaps of dissection and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, so I was always doing all this sort of stuff. Like I was bringing home turtles. I brought home a bird, I, any egg that I would find, I'd bring <laughs> home and try to like catch. So I think mum and dad saw it coming and I'm blessed again that my dad was a chef. Um, so okay. he was always able to 
like even with the most basic of ingredients and a basic knowledge of what vegetarianism and vegetarianism and then veganism is, I could have something that tasted nice. Um, right. But when I, I remember saying, I watched, so I watched Gary, this is another thing I want to talk about before I get more into myself is that mm-hmm. when you started going vegetarian, because when you said like, Oh yeah, I found it in a book, my immediate reaction was right. like, Oh fuck, that's so weird. Like, da, 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 da. but <laughs> there wasn't internet back then. Yeah. There wasn't. No, there was... I mean, there was, I don't know. Yeah. You being 26, we, uh, I kind of, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. I didn't, I didn't come from money. We didn't. So I didn't have the internet. So like I moved out right after I graduated college and I was like, I'm going to be in a band. So I took some time off before I went to university, but, um, we got dial up then, but I mean, it was like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you even remember. I remember that, dial was like, up. I was trying to play, I was trying yeah, to play RuneScape and my parents could hear me logging into the internet. Yeah. And it would always go yeah. crazy. And then it would take like 15 minutes. You're like, it's almost, I think it's going to load, you know? So yeah, there was none of that. And there was no, uh, there was, so yeah, I saw that picture and I was just like, I'm vegetarian. I got supported, uh, by my, my mom and, and, uh, you know, but there was like, not really shit to eat. I mean, I do think that at that time too, I mean, what I did, I did what most vegetarians do that at least in America, uh, you know, and people that I know in in the UK is that I, I wasn't really, it's almost a misnomer to call a vegetarian. Um, I kind of became like a cheesetarian. Yeah. I, I mean, what I naturally what I did is I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna sub out. Like, I don't eat meatballs. I don't eat, you know, whatever breaded chicken. And since those like mock meats, and I wasn't really like tofu was not. There wasn't all these cookbooks and all this shit. So it wasn't something that was just easy to even find in stores around me. So I was like, hmm, let's see here for a second. You know hmm. what? I'm I'm just going to, you know, to, for protein and all this, I'm just going to add a ton of cheese on this or whatever it is. So that's kind of what I did uh, in my teens was I went really cheese heavy. I never really ate a lot of eggs. I mean, they kind of weren't great on my, my tummy for me. And uh, it's not that I didn't like them and I did consume them, but it wasn't, you know, that, that big of a deal for me. And then uh, my vegan on aha moment uh came when i um the internet was around and i was thinking to myself like okay my mom my mom had said this shit all those years ago about no no veal and everything and i had been in a restaurant where they had veal and i was like assholes <laughs> like as a you know not i wasn't even vegan yet and um i got home and i i logged online and i went to farm sanctuary and i wrote to them and i said like can you send me information? Like, I know you have some info on your webpage. It's amazing, which now it's like beyond yeah. amazing. But back then I said, like, and it was still good, but I just said, I wanted to get a real person, you know, and, and they instantly, they, next day I got an email and it said, you know, yeah, here's some info. And they didn't really, you know, it was kind of like a brochure and a PDF kind of form that it was an attachment. And it, it had some pictures that they were kind of disturbing, but, you know, tastefully done in the way of like, not like PETA, okay? It wasn't like blood splattering, but it was it was uh, it was enough, you know. And and I was reading about it because I was thinking in my brain, like, hold on a second, um, there's got to be a reason for this. And uh, you know, I like to think of myself as pretty well read and and fairly intelligent. And you know, I I have given uh, for the library system near me. I used to give 
uh, bi-monthly talks on both veganism. And then I would also do one on uh, kind of local flora, fauna, animals and nature and, and the environment. Um, and so I always thought I was really kind of up to snuff and all that. And I just was like, this is stupid. I was like, you know, what happens to dairy cows? Mm. Like I never, I was like, there's gotta be a reason they got to do. There's not just cows wandering around. Um, and that's another saving grace. My mom doesn't like milk. So like when I was a kid, a lot of, I don't know what it's like. I'm just, I have to tell you the American uh, expression, which is really funny because our diet here is called sad. I don't know if you know that, but it's really hilarious. It's a, it could be the same for yours, but it's standard American diet is called sad. And I'm like, it is. We don't really have a standard diet. We like, we're again, I'm going to say the word bless is that we just take in really everybody else's culture. We don't have our own at all. So we like gotcha. I grew up and you know the people that I know grew up you just eat anything like one night you could be having Chinese then you're having pasta then you're having like a roast it's like more we have lots of English based foods like bangers and mash and like roasts and Yorkshire puddings and right. stuff but um, mm-hmm. but yeah we just take in lots of other cultures but then again that might be because I came from a chef based family um, yeah you were you're eating good stuff yeah I was lucky <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I no, I mean, there, it was you know, but it is it, this the the standard American diet. It is it's called sad. It was sad. Uh, I was there. It was really hard to find vegan food. Ah, it's easy. You just you should have been friends with me when well, you came, and I could have directed you in any of the towns. San Francisco is a mecca. Yeah, I saw heaps. Well, York- we just, I was sitting in my um in the hotel in Las Vegas, really, really yeah. hungover, which is a really recurring theme in my life. And um, I was just ordering things for. Are you drunk? Are you drunk? No, now? I wish. Um, no, I promised myself I'm not. Little day, little 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 day drink. Yeah, a little bit of an Irish coffee to get me going. <laughs> um, there you go. No, I was just sitting there ordering food from all the different vegan restaurants in the like on Uber Eats and just getting them all sent to the door and just trying everything. I had like buffalo wings. I had a laksa. I had a yeah. miso soup. It was, it was good. There's, I mean, there's some good stuff in Vegas. Uh, you know, I bet LA, easy. San Francisco, easy. New York, so easy. It was a bit harder um, for me because I went with my brother who's not mm-hmm. vegan. Um, so mm-hmm. in Australia, we have like, it's growing quite rapidly here. And we're more and more places that you go have vegan alternatives in the pub. So like we've got vegan schnitzels and stuff here. If you go to a pub or... In oh. some pubs, I say. Uh, right. We go out for like a lot of Chinese food here and all that sort of stuff. Um, and you can always mm-hmm. make up a Chinese dish. There, in America, there is a lot of... I didn't know this. The, the, you're throwing Chinese a lot. Do the, do the Australians eat a lot of Chinese Yeah, Chinese food, food Thai food, Singapore food. Oh, well, you got a lot of, you got a lot of choices vegan there, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, for sure. Can, yeah, there's always something that you could make. We got like an Indian. We got lots and lots of Indian restaurants here, and well, you that's like you've covered all the bases, man. We like here, you know, by right right near my house, there's a fantastic Lebanese restaurant that is like really easy <clears throat> for veganism, and then we have a fantastic Indian place. Because we have a few, but there's one that's just so good you wouldn't want to go anywhere else. Mm. And they have a separate menu and everything. Which I wanted to bring that up, which I. I so I'm just going to say this on your show for the first time, and here's what it is, and maybe you'll stick with me. I know that we've like 
we start talking on a topic and we veer off. But I think that is the sign of good friendship. Yeah. Personally. Because we just have so much shit to talk about. But are you ready? Can you can I get like an amen on this shit right here? Yeah. Fuck a vegetarian fuck a vegetarian option. Am I wrong? Yeah. I don't know what it's like in Australia, but it, it, like a lot of the sort of um, you have those times, you know, again, I'll tell you this. But if someone asks me, oh, what's the hardest part about being vegan? It's like, well, society is the hardest mm. fucking part. Be, being vegan itself, I don't I miss nothing. And it's really disgusting to me. And I wouldn't I don't ever like want any of that. I really don't. Um, so that's where we're very and, different again. It's like because I uh, I grew up, and then I did my I did some of my chef's apprenticeship. So I I stopped being vegetarian to do okay. my chef's apprenticeship because I was like, well, fuck, like I'm gonna have to eat the meat um, right. while I'm cooking it. So if I'm because I was working in like a big like a big restaurant, like it was a really big opportunity. Like I have to try the food while I'm eating it, and I don't want to get myself sick. Like. Don't eat meat, don't eat meat, don't eat meat. Eat something. So I pushed all of my ethics aside, started eating meat again, um, albeit like rarely. Like I wasn't, I didn't go out and start eating steaks every night. But um, then I did some of my chef's apprenticeship. And so I was lucky again. I got to try all these foods. And I, you know, because I was trying all these different foods, I learned all the flavors. And then I've then put everything that I learned in that and everything I've learned in my past into recreating those dishes but vegan because like, i love them i love the australian dishes mm-hmm. i love sitting around with my family and having you know like our sausages and sausages and mashed potato or like afc and this sort of stuff so now my goal and the way that i kind of like sell it to people is yeah that stuff tasted good and that was like i fucking loved it but i can recreate it here and not only is it healthier for you but you're also not killing anything. Like try to make it more. I'm learning now how to eat healthier foods because I'm on a new health kick. Um, But before Uh, that, I only ate like traditional meals. Like we would have sausages and mash. We'd have schnitzels. We'd have like all this other stuff. And like, I base a lot of my knowledge on recreating those foods. Right. And I find it's a good, um, good selling point where it's kind of like yeah cool i love kfc it tasted really nice which like when you say that you know like you and i both know that we're only really eating the seasoning the the flesh right. itself doesn't yeah. actually have a flavor um <laughs> yeah especially chicken yeah well that's it so yeah. it's like that like chicken doesn't have a flavor why do you think you put salt pepper seasoning this on all of these dishes like i can recreate exactly. that with a piece of firm tofu and some baking powder like i can do mm-hmm. that over here and then i show that way yeah yeah, I will. I will state this. I'm not saying that. Um, I no, man. I'm. I'm. I'm not saying over here eating what people would consider sticks and twigs. You know, yeah. I recreate. I recreate crazy shit. Like I've got. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll recreate like a ranch burger with breaded uh, zucchini on crazy shit. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's not like. I, I, my main focus, you know, the bonus is that it's healthy. Mm. Uh, you know, I've never, you know, I, no, I throw down. Uh, I eat vegan chicken wing tonight. I'll tell you, my dinner tonight was, uh, uh, they're vegan meatballs. I also have, uh, breaded chicken and I have, uh, um, like penne and penne pasta. Yeah. And then, 
for greens, I have broccoli that actually is in like a somewhat of a cheese, like gravy kind of sauce, like on the side. I also have green beans and a balsamic vinaigrette reduction. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm into that as well. Um, that sounded so and, fucking oh, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying that, uh, I'm just saying that I don't miss, um, People always wonder what I miss, and I yeah, I guess that's it. I, I I'm not saying I don't. I still eat that shit. I you know I'm like I will go down sometimes, and I'm just like shit. There's I have whatever it is, whatever you know. Like I have impo- I don't know if you had the Impossible Burger or Beast Mode Burger. Or something. Yeah, they're like, just you guys starting have. to come over here now. Do you guys have guard? Do you have Gardein? Yeah, we got Gardein. Okay, because I really think Gardein is is good, mm-hmm. um, and. Before he sold it, I got to meet uh, the creator, Tal Ronan, who actually was on Oprah here, and he had a bunch of uh, people eat his shit. But I, I, he was at a, a veg fest here. Um, but a lot of his stuff is, like, so easily accessible. Like, you can buy it at Walmart, you know. So mm. uh, I just think that it's you don't have an excuse. Um, I once again totally – my train of thought is all over. I don't know what – I don't even know what I was saying. I was like, hey, we keep going into a different topic. So then, Well, this uh, is like, what? So... We've been talking, we've been emailing back and forth for about a month now. So this is a month right. of conversations bursting out into currently 40 minutes of yeah. anything. Um, right. But what was I going to say? I can't remember. See? See? What I was going to say is, so... I've got a, well, I, I did yeah. write a list down here this morning when I was slowly right. waking up, just of general topics. And how would you say right. that you've seen, like I, like I can talk from some of the uh, standpoint, but like how you've seen veganism change? Like, like you've been vegan a decade now, so mm-hmm. what, yeah. what would you see the transitions been from ten years ago to twenty eighteen? Wow, I think that's like I think it's massive. If you're if you're going back to say two thousand eight to now, it's like. I remember like that hilarious on the internet. Now they have like people crying and hugging uh, like on a GIF or something where it's like when you actually meet another vegan in real life. Mm. And I remember, I like literally remember that feeling when it's like, I was like the only vegan. And I can tell you that when even in America where I was at least, um, I wasn't in, you know, I, at the time I didn't, it's not like I was living in New York city or something where I had access to all this amazing food. And I did in the sense of like, I could, like, I started making like uh, burritos with like, you know, I'd get like kale and I made, I got veganase and I, I just made my own vegan ranch and I would like get some really good, uh, an assortment of uh, fingerling potatoes and I make like potato burritos and stuff like that. But the only kind of mock meat substitute I could get my hands on that was actually vegan at the time was like uh, Boca's chicken uh, patties, which are not that great like i don't i never eat them today i don't even look for them in store i don't think they made uh, it to australia yeah they well because they're just not very good <laughs> it's kind of more, the breading's okay but it's really kind of a, a stringy soy product that's not it's just it's so under if you compare it to like when today's stuff is bananas dude like mm-hmm. if you look at it just eating and beyond meat and field roast and i don't know if you guys have all these things yeah, but yeah. uh and like, you know, what they did with chow cheese and, and Daya and all these things, it's like, you know, I could go on and on, but it's like, none of this existed, man. And sort of this, this synergy of like, 
you know, it's if I go online and I, I try to search for like an article about veganism or, you know, looking at new uh, foods. Like I remember when I started uh, ordering from this, this great uh, place called Vegan Essentials. Yeah, I used like, to get remember... my stuff from there. That's where I bought my first okay. um, like toothbrush and toothpaste and deodorant and stuff. Yeah. So wow, like, I haven't thought yeah. of that website in years. Yeah, so that's I, I started going there and like I remember being like, holy shit, they've got and they would get these these crazy things, you know, like I would be like, holy shit, there's like a an egg McMuffin type of thing. I'm going to order this. And then I remember from Germany, they had this um, uh, some kind of like uh, bacon product. But it was like it was basically, you know, it was like this bacon bacon that was like a, a mixture. But so I was getting a lot of stuff. I would order stuff from them mm. and. I remember getting like I got fake fish from there and it was the first like fish I had had in forever. And I got my first field roast sausages from them and stuff like that. And so now it seems like, you know, I can go in main any store and they have at least a section now. Some are better than others, obviously, but um, there's everything. And Tofurky started kind of showed up. Tofurky came around. Um, so there was that. But when I first was it, oh, when I first uh, was vegan, um, terrible. The only like, if you wanted to, if you're talking about just mock stuff, uh, compared to now, like if you want to just eat normal stuff and not like, obviously, I don't know if you've had like cala- uh, using cauliflower as uh, as buffalo wings, but it can be pretty delicious. Yeah, I've got uh, cauliflower in the fridge at the moment. That's what I'm having for. Lunch. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So like, um, so like that none of that shit existed so and you know you could people were experimenting but it was pretty rough uh goings and so i ate a lot of like uh you know breaded zucchini and stuff like that mine was more a lot of uh, veg centered stuff um i remember the only i remember i got really excited and there was tofuti cheese slices yeah. which were like fucking eating cardboard yeah but it was cheese it is like it was put up with it. Everyone's like, oh, I don't understand how you could eat that. I was like, well, imagine not having <laughs> anything. Like, this is close, sir. Right. Yeah. Not. I mean, it, it was bad. I spit it into the trash because uh, I was like, man, I can. I think that I can have like a grilled cheese kind of shit. And I just, nope, nope, nope. nope. It was, I didn't like it. So I was like, I don't need cheese, you know? So, um, but, uh, so yeah, going back uh, to what I was saying, I, I just remembered it. It popped in my head. So um, it, uh, I, I learned kind of more about the dairy industry, and then I was like, "Holy shit!" And again, I, I didn't, I wasn't forced to drink it. A lot of my friends were forced to drink it because it's just ingrained. They did so much marketing, and mm. they got so much money from our government and subsidies. Um, so they were just pushing it on everyone that it's going to build strong bones and all the shit. But my mom didn't believe that crap. She's like, drink water or whatever. Um, so I didn't miss milk. I didn't, I never drank milk. So, uh, but I thought it was atrocious and I knew that I was like, listen, cows can live for like 25 or 30 years. And so then I learned all about this, the, the spent dairy cows. And then I, that's when I really started uh, broadening it, but I was pretty much the same thing. I was like, I got an email from Farm Sanctuary and I was like vegan the next uh, that day, pretty much like I was I had already eaten. But I mean, I was already vegetarian, but mm. I was like the next day I've I've been vegan ever since. Like I've never, never gone back. I've never looked back. And, and it's weird because people have asked me, you know, I've done a lot of stuff in my life. Like I've been in a touring band. I was a freelance writer. I did, all, you know, all these things. And 
you know, I've been scuba diving, I've been rock climbing and all these things. And I said, what's the best thing you've done in your life? And undoubtedly the best thing seriously that I'll ever do in my life. The biggest contribution ever is being a vegan. And, um, and the best thing about that, that kind of pisses me off, but also I'm like, well, it's kind of cool. Cause I hope people will get it is it's like, all I have to do to not hurt animals and to give myself better health, you know, less, less risk of cancer, diabetes, um, you know, the leading cause of uh, climate change is obviously uh, animal agriculture. Animals take up, uh, I'm sure you know a lot of this, but animals take up um, the majority of, of the, the, the space. I mean, livestock, livestock actually, livestock covers almost half of all the land on this planet that we're using. So yeah, the, we've got most of it, the middle of Australia it, here. Like most of our it, land right. is, um, so if you go out of the cities, if you go like two hours out of the city, it's when you start seeing all of the cows in the field. Like there are people out right. there that own 60,000 cattle. It's like, right. what the it's, fuck it's are you like, going to do with 60,000 cows? Yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, it's crazy to think that half of our world is pretty much covered with animals that we're going to harvest for consumption. Mm. I mean, and with, uh, you know, the human population is exploding, especially in the last, you know, 20 or 30 years. It's bananas. There's just no room for it. Even if you don't talk about animals, I, I try to find other ways too, um, like the human element, like there's enough food for fucking everybody. But we fe- we feed most of it to animals, mm. so a lot of people, they never think about that shit. You know, um, there's there's two there's two kind of mythbuster shit here. The number one is animals are consuming seventy up to seventy five percent of all the grain and soybeans and shit that we should be eating, um, and ten thousand uh, uh, kids children die every day from starvation and like that is a direct result of eating meat and people don't want to accept that. I often ask people, you know, if they're with me at a table and they're eating a vegan meal with me, but they aren't vegan, they're asking me about it. I'll say, what if that, you know, you see these little, you see these little kids on commercials and it breaks your heart. You know what I mean? And they talk about, you know, he's like, she doesn't have any clean drinking water and she doesn't have this. And it's like, yeah, because it takes 660 gallons of water to make a fucking hamburger. Mm. It's the worst use of um, it's the worst use uh, of of resources you could possibly use, and and I do it ethically. So no animals are number one for me. But just to t- talk about other topics, it's like everybody. I remember back in the day, like when I was in high school, everybody had the 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 bumper sticker on the car, you know, save the rainforest. And it's like really because eighty percent of the rainforest destruction is due to animal agriculture, um, and every minute. So let's just let's just do the math here. So we're at 50 minutes. Uh, so every minute that passes, roughly about 35 football fields, which is 100 yards, which is 300 feet. You convert that into metric for me. Um, but it's destroyed to make room for cattle, which is disgusting to me. And uh, I'll use a great quote from Howard Lyman, if you haven't heard of him or, or picked him up. Uh, his book, The Mad Cowboy, he was a cattle rancher in Texas that went vegan and he once was giving a conference about it, and he said this, which I think is should echo in the annals of American history. First off, he said, listen, most of you can say you've been around animals and this, but he said as a quote, basically, I'm paraphrasing this one a little bit. The next one, yeah. I will quote him directly. 
But he said, he said basically, if you ever were to visit an actual slaughterhouse, it would brand you for life with what you heard and everything. And I will tell you this, I, I did a couple of undercover investigations in my lifetime, and I did gain access to a slaughterhouse. I have been in there. Yeah. And uh, this is years ago. This is about, this is not, uh, eight or nine years ago. Um, and the blood, the smell of the blood, like I never knew that blood had an actual smell. Um, and it does. And, you know, but the quote that's so great about him is this. He said to call yourself an environmentalist or somebody that, you know, gives a shit like, what are we doing to the earth or recycle or drive an electric car? Fuck this. I say fuck all of that because you can make the biggest contribution you can make is is being a vegan. And what he said was this. He said, calling yourself. This is a direct quote from Howard Lyman, the mad cowboy. He said, saying you're an environmentalist and eating meat products, any any of it, not being a vegan, is the same thing as someone saying they're a philanthropist that gives no money to charity, but walking around saying that they're mm. a philanthropist with no money. He said, that's, that's how rooted it is. So for me, it's really the simple solution of we don't kill animals. We don't use all the resources. People don't starve to death. We don't use all the water. Um, we don't use up all this land. Other than that, we're seeing so many dead zones as well uh, in our bodies of water. Um, animal agriculture spills all kinds of stuff into our waterways. Um, I, I mean, we actually could see a fishless ocean by in like in our lifetime, basically by by twenty forty eight, there could be uh, completely fishless um, and bleeding cause of animal extinction is not hunting and shit it's literally the biodiversity crisis that we're facing is literally um being caused by animal agriculture it's crazy people think that it's like something else it's not it's 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 literally again so i think people look at veganism as this little small thing like a group of crazy people that are like animals matter more to you than anything and it's like no dude i care about people just as well i mean most of the vegans i know are like you're gonna have assholes in any group let's just say yep. that but um but i mean the majority of vegans that i have met in the last 10 years of my life and i was actually co-president of the vegan society here so i mean i've talked about it publicly a lot i've met in groups with thousands of people and given talks and met with them and had big vegan potlucks and what i can tell you is these people are absolutely not racist or sexist these people are open-minded and they're forward thinking and so that is ridiculous to me and i hear that all the time you know people being like you don't give a shit about people it's like you know actually you don't give a shit about people because number one the starving people and and you're using all the resources also we use 70 percent of the antibiotics on them because you pack them in together and they all get sick and you don't want to hurt your fucking meat but there are children in uh, undeveloped countries in third world countries that don't have access to that medicine that are dying of diseases that you know in developed areas of the world they do have access like antibiotics here dude if you get an ear infection or something you you've got them mm. um seven percent of them are fed to livestock on top of that can you imagine fucking being a slaughterhouse worker i mean in in my country 
in America, most of the guys in there, and they are mostly male, there are some females, obviously, but they're mainly uh, immigrants from Mexico. Yeah, there's a whole thing, like, uh, I hate, one of my biggest pet peeves about vegans and veganism and mm -hmm. people that sit, like, call themselves activists is when they blatantly abuse and just swear at, like, slaughterhouse workers. Yeah. Yeah. There is a there is a portion right. of the slaughterhouse workers that are just, you know, fucked and they just enjoy killing animals and they don't give a yeah. fuck. And there's, there's like there's, there's those fuckheads. There's like, but there's also a right. large portion of that society like those people that are working that job purely to put food on the table. Like they, they don't have right. another option. And you see like the right. like they come out of these jobs and they're just broken. They're just these, you know, yeah. suicide rates yeah. in um uh, slaughterhouse workings high from memory. I, don't, I haven't looked at my facts in a while, but like, they're, oh shit. Uh, yeah. they're only doing yeah, this and... job because they need to look after their family and it was the only place that's hiring. So right. belittling and abusing these people is only going to really cause more harm. Like what you should yeah. be doing is belittling and abusing the people that own the slaughterhouse. And like, you know, not the, like, the people right. earning minimum wage working for right. jobs to put food on the family, like put food on the table yeah. for their family. Right. Yeah. A... No, I mean, I agree. I agree with that. And it's like the other part about it. That's again, bananas is the fact that uh, there was a study done and a bunch of guys were getting sick here in America at a, at a pork uh, slaughtering facility. And it turns out that when they bolted these poor pigs in the head, you know, you are, that's essentially, you know this, I'm sure, but hopefully we, we get some listeners here that aren't vegan. Um, that's obviously the aim, uh, I think, for me, anyways. Uh, we can but, educate people that are already vegan and right. things they didn't know about sure. so that they can talk to us, sure. to other people. But, but when, you, when they, they're essentially shooting an animal in the head, it's just they don't want to waste money on a bullet and everything else, so they use a captive bull gun, but it basically is the same thing. So when they do that, what they found is that when they – uh, line up a pig and somebody captive bolts it in the head um, it actually sprays some of their brain matter just like blood splatter if you're watching a CSI show you yeah. know what I mean it's, you're, mur you're murdering a creature that is very close to us they've got brains and eyeballs and blood and connective tissue and everything so what they found is actually you know they're not exactly the same so these guys were all coming down with these cases of terrible like viruses and stuff that they could not cure. They were all hospitalized. The only connection they were breathing in basically like brain matter in pigs, blood splatter in the air, like a mist. Um, and nobody gave a shit about them. You know what I mean? Yeah. People were like, Oh, and that was like, what would you, nobody, most, most people we know don't go do that job. And if you did have a kid, is that what you'd really want for him? Like, I can't wait for my son. And then people don't think about that. There's a great book about it. Um, I think it's just called the slaughterhouse and it's, it's kind of old. I think it's from the nineties and it's really about just what happens in there. And it was written by a woman and I wish that I knew, um, and it, not to confuse it with the great slaughterhouse five by Kurt Vonnegut, which is a great piece of work, but it's not the same. I, it's called slaughterhouse. Um, uh, it is just called slaughterhouse. I'm trying to think of who it's by though. It'll come to me. I might, my memory's pretty good. Uh, Gail, Gail somebody your last name against with an e um, but it's really it's a it, it's called just slaughterhouse and it's really uh that 
that book was pretty eye-opening for me. So um, I would definitely say grab that book. Grab the book that we and, can't remember it, the and, title or the author. Uh, it is called Slaughterhouse. And then I know in the beginning, it's like the shocking story of greed and inhumane treatment and the meat industry. It's a, But it's based in the U.S. And her name is, uh, all right, you know what? I'm going to get on my computer if you're going to call me out. Um, uh, so okay i thought i found it but i'd lost it again uh uh, slaughter okay i found it hold on this is it i remember it because i own it but it's downstairs i'm up in my office okay it's slaughterhouse a shocking story of greed neglect and inhumane treatment inside the u.s meat industry by gail a eisnitz uh it's uh uh, e-i-s-n-i-t-z that book was really great. I don't know. I don't got the year on the thing that I'm looking at, but um, it's super great. And it talks about how, um, you know, she she really brought to light. It's, it's an older book um, and it's fantastic. I mean, it's literally from maybe 99 or something, but I don't know the year. I'm not looking. I don't have it here, but I'm on some like thrifty bookshop thing. Yeah. But um, web page. But I mean, it, it it highlighted to this crazy thing of like, the people who are doing the killing, she she says, like, can you imagine uh, just going to your job and working eight, ten hours and just killing animals that whole time? Like, like your your normal job, like you work at a retail shop, you know, you you sell TVs and you go there. I mean, can you imagine your job is literally to like beat animals into a place they don't want to be? And then do this to them all day long. The only thing they can do is become desensitized, which is why you have all this violence and this abuse, because they're going to be if you don't become desensitized and you do that job, you are one of two things. You're either a psychopath and you're going to end up murdering people or you are going to go crazy, you know, Mm. so have to somehow disconnect. I mean, there are a lot of stressful jobs, you know, that I've known a couple of policemen that work in the inner city where they see a lot of shit, you know what I mean? Crazy stuff where kids are crying and, you know, the parents have ruined something over drugs and it's this terrible scene and they go home to their families and you got to kind of not, you know, quote unquote, not take your work home with you. So, you know, for slaughterhouse workers, they do this day in, day out. You, you have to either desensitize yourself or be a psycho. And it's like, you know, that there is a real human element to this. And I do believe that peace begins on your plate. I mean, if we can treat, animals like that we certainly you know can can treat uh can treat each other like that um and like tolstoy famously said uh he quoted saying that as long as there's uh as long as there's slaughterhouses we'll have battlefields yeah because they you know so and so and then i think the other thing that's ridiculous is kind of bycatch with the ocean um uh i remember reading about that and i was just like wow that's bananas too if people just knew this it's like for every pound in the u.s for every pound of fish that we consume or is bought to eat five pounds of a bycatch which is just unintended marine life that gets kind of hung up in something uh is just discarded into the ocean so hundreds of thousands of things and these are animals that most people are like i wouldn't want to hurt the sea turtles and the dolphins and shit dolphins Right, yeah. Even the larger and... fish, like you see, like big fish, like a swordfish. I was only watching a video that went viral on Facebook the other day. No, yesterday. And it was this baby swordfish swimming in a marina. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's so cute. But then fucking right. give him two, three years and he's going to be caught by a sports fisherman. 
Yeah, there was a there was I get in a lot of kind of arguments uh, online, but I <laughs> I I I uh, somebody was talking about. Oh, yeah. Somebody was like, uh, I guess there was a restaurant and they got a back to the lobster thing. They bought a uh, they got a blue lobster somehow. OK, mm. they exist. And what they did was they like showed this big fucking thing where they're like, we're setting him free. And of course, there was this big article about it in America where they were like, everyone is so happy that they sent this beautiful. And I wrote on there and I said, how about just set them all free? Yeah, that's that's what's up. Like, why does because he's blue? Who gives a shit? I mean, he's beautiful, but aren't they all beautiful? I just that shit. I don't get that. We had a um, Uh, we had a slaughter, you know, you know, the trucks that they move all the animals on. We had one of those tip over here yeah. the other week here in Adelaide. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think it was chickens. It must have been. It might have been chickens. And everyone was like, oh, my God, those poor things. Oh, my God. Someone yeah. has to they were literally on their way to fucking slaughter. They were on. Yeah. They were 20 minutes away from the slaughterhouse. But because yeah. they tipped over here outside of the fence, yeah. everybody I mean, that's- it shows the disconnect that uh, there have been uh, in the past five years, three times in New York City, a cow has somehow jumped mm. out of a, a slaughterhouse truck and they're trying to maintain it. And of course, they've got news cameras on it. And, you know, they show this cow freaked out and running around. And in a rural place in America, the, the standing order is pretty much for a cop to just fucking shoot them because yeah. they care about the public. And, um, uh, I actually stood in front of cows once that got out that I was just driving on the road in a blizzard and the cops threatened to arrest me. And I was like, arrest me. Uh, you're not going to shoot these cattle, man. They were, and it was terrible sight. They were covered in manure, just frozen. And people don't think about that too, man. Mm. Like whether it's hot or cold, you know, like in the winters, the winters where I am get brutal. Um, and it's like, I've heard stories of like pigs, they freeze to the side of the wall. When they get there, they just basically use a shovel and they just like scrape them off. Like their skin just comes off. I mean, it's like you can't even imagine. People can't even imagine the horrors that that go into this shit in order they want to. But it's like, can you imagine even just like being naked in the back of a pickup truck in a blizzard on a highway going like 70? Can you imagine being naked outside just in a blizzard? Just Right, exactly. Can you imagine exactly. standing outside fully closed in a blizzard? Like, exactly. You wouldn't want that, let alone being naked, let alone being in the back of a pickup exactly. truck, let alone being and, wet and stuck to the side of a pickup right. truck in a blizzard. Yep. Like, right. you can take that I mean, all the way back. And I don't even like it when it's raining outside, let alone the fucking blizzard. Right. And so, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you told people, even if you could wear a fucking coat, you're in a convertible, put the top down, drive on the highway, even. Mm. And, in the winter, they'd never do that. They would just never do that. And they, no one thinks about any of this other shit. Like every minute in America, animals produce about you know, around seven pounds of excrement. I mean, that's like crazy. So like what that would be, the equivalent would be. So one cow, if we got one cow in a field in one day, so in a 24-hour period, they're producing an, as much shit as anywhere from 20 to 50 human beings, depending on that. So altogether in America, livestock shit discharges about 150 billion gallons a day of methane gas, which is 25 times more dangerous than CO2. So how anybody can think that this, you know, you can't, 
you can't care about the uh, environment and and you know it's it's it, I, I don't really I don't think there's an argument against veganism other than you are just so fucking selfish you know that you just don't give a shit mm. and it's like you know what I mean I think if someone takes that standpoint too you're just an like you really how many people you're just going to admit you're an asshole there are people out there what i think people that are listening might be able to take from this is there are always Mm. going to be those people like one thing that i learned very quickly is don't waste your time on people that aren't fucking listening like that's you can argue with someone like you could argue with someone till you're blue in the face but if they're not listening they're not listening you could have spent I, that much effort on the 10 people around them. And then maybe, you know, three of those 10 people actually started listening. And then from those three people surrounding that one asshole, maybe another mm-hmm. one because I've seen the other three. And then slowly that community, like to an extent, turns around them and then they start listening. Like if you're arguing with a fuckhead, he's not going to listen. <laughs> but if you convert the people around him, he's going to be a hell of a lot more inclined to listen to them than he is some random person on the internet. Right. And that's, no, I started that's... Doing, that's how I started working my activism is like working in different groups and not wasting my time on the people that obviously weren't listening and putting it on the people that right. were listening. And, you know, even putting up less of an argument that the people are like, I don't care. I'm an asshole. The ones that give you an excuse for eating meat, are the ones that you can change because they're obviously the ones that internally are like, yeah. maybe there's something wrong. That's why I need to keep defending myself. Whereas if you're just going to stand there and go like, I don't care. I'm an asshole. I hate animals. Then, you know, I probably wouldn't even waste my time on them. I, I agree. I mean, I, and that's, I learned that lesson and, and you brought this up earlier, but I too was kind of the, I think everybody kind of starts out angsty vegan. Cause you know, you get those blinders taken off and you think about, our world at large and i think that it it's uh, you don't get it unless you're vegan but i think that it's like it's not just about animals you think about it you feel like this deep rooted like our society's so fucked up and like has no compassion like where does this end at least that's me mm. you know what i mean so um that's what it did for me and i just was like this is crazy that you know uh you know when I finally was fully vegan, I, I was like, holy shit, this is this is on such a massive scale. You know, like every I think it's every 24 hours. It's like ten, I think we kill about 10 million, 10 million land animals every day. And I was thinking about this last night. You know, we you, you had emailed me and uh, it was nighttime here. It was probably I don't know. Do you guys use a 24 hour clock? We, well, we know how to read it. Well, we should. But do you guys, I know in like, I, I have some friends in Germany, so they use a 24-hour clock. We, that's like military time or most, like when I say, do you guys say 7 p.m. at night? Yeah, which they say 7 p.m. Okay, so same, same as us. So, okay, so it was about 9, 9 p.m. here. You know what I was thinking was I was like, okay, wait, I was calculating, I, I was reading your email and I was calculating it out in my head um, at what time it would be, you know what hmm. I mean, for you. And the, I was like, and when I thought about it and I was like, that's, you know, I've thought about it before, but you know how when you're a vegan, I don't need reminding of what's going on. But every now and again, I do. I, I do watch these horrific films. Uh, you know, every month I see videos and I, I don't turn away, even though it's like I'm in the know and I'm never not going to be. Uh, 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 I'm not going back. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. a vegan for life. 
And um, but I still watch it. And I've seen the most horrendous shit. Like I don't know if you watch Earthlings, but I watched that after uh, being vegan. I watched yeah, okay. vegan yeah, me too. Over like over yeah, Skype, was... they were in American as well. And we sat there and we're like, we both need to watch it. I tell this is before yeah. like Dominion and right. the other ones like or Forks Over Nuts. This is before that even came out. We were both like, right. that's where you'd push people. You'd be like, hey, watch Earthlings, watch this, right. watch like. Yeah. But I was yeah. telling all these people to watch a film that I hadn't actually seen myself. Right. Oh. I mean, it was it. It. I mean, vegan, non-vegan. It is damn hard to get through. Mm. That. Yeah, I don't know how anybody can watch that not feel kind of broken inside. And First not just for time animals, I watched it, I got up to the dog part where they just threw the dogs in the bin. And I just, yeah. I just turned it off. I was like, I, I can't fucking do this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know, I know, lots of vegans that are hardcore vegans that have been vegan longer than me. You know, going on twenty years that are like, I watched it and I couldn't make it through. You know, but for those people, I'm like, you know, they know they're in the know. You know, so have you seen Cowspiracy yet? Or I started it. It was all. It was very like planet based. Oh, and I kind of stopped. Yeah. I just. It's pretty good. Uh, how about Ghosts in Our Machine? No. I is that on Netflix? That is not on Netflix. No. Uh, that is... A, uh, actually, I just went to Woodstock. Uh, when I went to New York City uh, last month, um, I started in Woodstock Farm Sanctuary, and I met up with uh, Joanne MacArthur. And, I, and, and Joanne uh, MacArthur, I'm plugging her here, but she's this... <laughs> Amazing. She's this amazing photojournalist. She's she's a longtime uh, amazing vegan activist, and she takes photographs that are just amazing. Her book. She signed her books for me. Got pictures with her. I got to chill with her the other day. We were hanging out by some chickens. Uh, got some amazing uh, vegan uh, like everything dogs and everything. She's this great person. Jane, Doctor Jane Goodall wrote the forward to her book We Animals. Amazing. And her new book's called. Uh, I think it's called Captive. I have it downstairs. I bought it there. And it's about, you know, zoos and all this other bullshit. But she did a documentary, uh, Ghosts, in, Ghosts in Our Machine. I've heard uh, of it. Really I, know the, I know the yeah. title. Yeah. And and what's really dope is I'm, uh, Radiohead, I'm pretty sure, did the – they were involved in the, the musical production of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I was going to tell you – this um so for me i'm gonna tell you this and uh, about me and then i'll tell about you and then we could be like awesome so i i obviously we use the imperial system here yep. so i'll i'll do that for me really quick and then i'll convert it to metric for all your listeners i don't know if it, it, do you see stats on if they're from your home country or what the hell's a c stat I'm just saying. Do you do you see like oh. visual? Can you visually? Can you visually see the statistics of where your viewers are? Uh, not. Too, I don't really pay that much attention, to be honest. I'm just kind of putting okay. it. Out. He, I no, listen, listen. He does pay attention, and he loves you guys. Anyways, so so I I I have a, a, a I can do calculations here. So I've been a vegan for ten years, and I'm using the Americanized system. But in the ten years that I've been vegan. And before that, I was vegetarian. But in the 10 years I've been vegan, I have saved. This is what I've saved. I've saved 4,048,000 gallons of water. Mm. I've saved almost 150,000 pounds of grain. I've saved, I've saved almost 111,000 square feet of forest. I've saved 74,000 pounds of CO2. 
and I've saved nearly 4,000 animals. Um, so, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you, so you've been vegan, what, like six, six, six years, six, six and a half, half years. seven years. All right. So in metric, I don't know. Do you, have you ever, have you ever heard like what you've actually done? No, not really. I, um, no, I used to like, you know, you like you keep count kind of like you say, what it's like 200 right. land animals a year or something. I can't remember what the general statistic was. Um, yeah. Well, I'll do this. I'll do this in your metric system. Ooh. So at, at, at this is what you've done, uh, Josh. Uh, you you've uh, in terms of water saving water, being a vegan um, for somewhere between six and a half to seven years vegan. You've saved uh, uh, you've saved ten million six hundred thirty eight thousand liters of water. You say. You've saved nearly you've saved nearly fifty thousand kilograms of grain. That's fifty tons. Wow. Yeah, you've saved you've saved almost seventy ton seventy two hundred square meters of forest. You have saved twenty four thousand uh, kilograms of CO two from going up into our air, and you've saved twenty six hundred two thousand six hundred animals from being killed. Yeah. So, it, like, if you combine what we've done together, just two guys mm. making it fucking, and what have we done? What have we done? Uh, you lose nothing, as he says in Earthlings. My favorite quote of all time is like, "You learn, you lose nothing by being kind to an animal." I've lost nothing, you know, from being vegan. I've only gained a great perspective, not only on the world at large, but how I treat others. And like, I probably we you and i wouldn't be talking right now so um it really is a, a gorgeous community i think it's like we can be really supportive of each other so quit vegan bashing when vegans get on each other there's no vegan badge the only way you're ever going to get level 10 vegan is if you stop breathing so you don't kill fucking dust mites and that's level 10 vegan i'm working kill, <laughs> kill yourself so you don't do any harm <sighs> that is it <laughs> Um, so I like to keep mine at about an hour. We're at 77 minutes. Do you want to plug yourself? Where can people find your podcast? Where can people find you? I know you're not yeah, on yeah. Facebook, but you can plug your Twitter and your whatever else you'd like to send out to the world. Yeah. Uh, my podcast, like I said, in August, it'll be up and I'll have mine will be actually at a web page. Like it'll just be a web page that I've designed and it's just actual this. Just like actual, actualthis.com is my podcast. I'm J. Bretzman. And my webpage is, uh, was up. It's under construction, but it's just J, like the letter J without a period, and Bretzman, B as in boy, R E T Z M A N dot com. And that shows a lot of what I'm doing with like writing or anything else I'm, I'm working on. And there's some vegan related stuff on there. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Oh. And then. Um, yeah, that's that's the jam. That's you. Um, yeah. but you'll be got back fun. on soon anyway. I got through two of my dot points of what I wanted to talk about. Um, I feel like any episode yeah. that you're on is going to be, well, there's not really going to be a topic at hand. It's more just going to be splurging on, you know, the difference between veganism in America and veganism here in Australia. Um, right, right. And right. I just feel like it's a, it'll be a good... Uh, mixer, like we can just talk about different things that are happening, different things that's going on, 
like I've got more history right. and stuff that I'd like to talk to. We can do lots of comparisons. Um, I agree. Yeah. So long as you're not sick of me, you'll be back on shortly, I presume. I would, yeah, no, I've, I'm down to talk. You tell me when, and I'm cool. I don't know, you know, you, did you, you, uh, uh, yeah. Are you on, like, I know you're on Facebook. Or are you I'm on, on anything else? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. I just started Pinterest. Um, but yeah, so I'm at Joshua A. Hugger. Yep. I'll send you an email with all my links, Jay, but, um, yeah, cool, cool. If you, if pe- most of the people listening to this find me through Facebook or through Instagram, depending on where I share it at the time. Um, gotcha. But yeah, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I will cut to the actual exit now because that's what I'm recording is a proper like. Thanks so much for listening, guys. This has been the Vegucated Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Facebook at The Vegucated Podcast. Just type it in your search bar. We're also on Instagram, Vegucated Podcast. We have a brand new exciting business coming up, which is a coffee brand set out by vegans, for vegans, encouraging people to come an activist. That's coming soon. Stay tuned. As always, my name's been Josh Huggett. It still is Josh Huggett. You've just been Vegucated.